Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about some of our practices to slow down, and we discuss this week's message in our series entitled Slowing Down. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello again, everybody. Once uh, Welcome back uh, once again to uh, Armchair Preaching, episode number 62. Welcome back, John. Good to be back. John is in a very jaunty outfit today. He's got a, a, yes. a bow tie on. I have a bow tie Full tie on. bow yes. tie, and it's not a tuxedo. No. Do you no. want to tell me what the yeah, bow tie is no, about uh, I was on a meeting with a bunch of pastors from Tampa Bay area, uh, Presbyterian Tampa Bay, and uh, they were like, what's the deal with the bow tie? And I said, if you, if you hang out at First Presbyterian Church, you'll realize that bow ties are a thing yeah. around. In certain corridors, yeah. and it's contagious. So yeah. I've I've, uh, I've got it. So I did that too, man. I I, I wore bow ties <laughs> for like a solid like year here, and uh, then I realized, man, it, it it takes a long time to tie bow tie well. <laughs> well, some discussion on tying bow ties even this morning was uh, you know it's easy to tie a tie, very easy, but tying a bow tie. You got to get good this at was, it. This was tie number five, and it's not perfect. I you, can tell you, you right now. You got to get good at it. And and you know what? It's funny. This is uh, this really relates to a lot of what we talked we talked about. One of the reasons I did tie do bow ties for so long, and I still do on occasion, is because it forces you to slow down. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you cannot do it well. No. I mean, I, you can. I mean, I'm sure you can tie a tie without whip, looking whip, at it. Yeah. Um, yep. You have your go-to knot that is like really fast and easy. Um, of course, there are you know a lots, bunch of different of ways, knots, yeah. uh, but you know you can do it without looking at it. You don't have to have a mirror. It is a lot harder to do that with bow tie. You got to have it. So anyway, I, I thought it was interesting that you're doing it on a slowing down. Yeah, session. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll pull pull more bow ties out for this next six weeks or five weeks now. And and it's a. I, it's a great illustration for the need to slow down. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, my morning of getting ready will validate every word you just said. It took me a while to get this bow tie in shape, and even but now, it looks good. It it's looks not, good. It's, it's got its little wonkiness to it. It, but. it looks good. It looks good. Well, today we are we are in this series, second week in the series yeah. uh, on slowing down. And last week, I love this, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I just love that we're I love that we're doing this, and yeah. I hope that people are really taking it seriously and 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 finding ways to do it. I hope. So I, you know, last week we talked about our own difficulties, um, the challenges with slowing down, and also the times when we find it easier to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's very challenging for people to to make those conscious decisions to uh, to just take things a little slower and and do it with intentionality. And I, I wonder today. I just want to just touch base about some of the practices that you employ and that I employ. Um, in order to facilitate our slowing down and relatedly are there so are there regular practices that you put into place to to slow down and what do those look like for you yeah one of the things um, 
for me, and I address it in, in, in part in the sermon on Sunday, is um, as having the go-to place. Yeah, you know that I can feel like th- that that the place itself feels unhurried, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's just a place. It's the chair. You know, yeah. I've got a, I've basically got a chair and I've got an office in my home off a couch in my home office. Those two places are mm. the places where when I sit in those places, I know that I'm not. This is not a rush through. Get something done. This is a time to sit and think and to pray and 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 and, and reflect on on scripture. So so part of it is just having that. Part of it for me is the go to place. Yeah. So I can go to that chair, which is funny because we're talking about replacing this. It's a set of chairs in our living room, and we're talking about replacing it because it didn't quite match everything. So, and I'm like, ah, oh, better be a good chair that we replace it with because that's a really good one now. now you have to really in. sink that's into my, it. That's my that's my spacious uh, chair. And uh, same same thing with the couch. I can go go to that couch in the in the office and just sit there and you yeah. know put my up, have a cup of tea there, and just just reflect. The other thing is just the other thing, just in general though, when it comes to that that slowing down is is more an internal. I'm coming to scripture right now. Yeah, and I want to sit with these words right now. Yeah. And that is a go-to place for me as well. It just I, there's a mental checking down from, um, in my life of saying, "All right, I, I want to, I want to hear what's being said right now." And so you, I try to read it slowly, yeah. And then kind of, kind of, and then and stop when I've read it and look back over it again. And say, "Okay, oh yeah, 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 yeah." And just kind of think through what I've just been reading. How is that type of reading different than like? prepping a message or prepping a Bible study. Is it fundamentally different for you or does that sometimes dovetail or or do you have like do you have, you know, when you're when you're reading for devotional material, do you use a different translation are there are there yeah. different elements good there question. Uh, well i it is it is part of my pre- preparation for preaching and teaching is yeah. to is to slow down and to read the text devotionally yeah uh, but that's only part of it because beyond that we start we start digging in and i start digging in as you do into the text itself mm-hmm. into all the historical literary all the pieces that make up the way we can examine what the scripture is is uh, is, is saying so so it is definitely part uh, uh part of it but um and that's actually um, fortunately to be a fortunate to say I'm part of it I was just telling someone this morning said so usually if I'm at a passage of uh, in a passage of scripture and I'm preaching or teaching on that I've backed up you know however many chapters just to get the sequence of events the mm-hmm. storyline going into the verse and then this and, and read ahead a couple of chapters mm-hmm. to get the storyline coming out of it and that's mostly to ask basic questions like where was Jesus and what time of day was this mm-hmm. and what where geographically were they things like that so so there's an element of of slowing down that's built into almost every bible preparation bible study yeah. preparation to, and, and sermon uh, but it is different though yeah that part of it is different because what I'm, the reason I'm slowing down in that case is in a very intentional and singular. It's not. It's not in addition to other things. It is really to say, okay, Lord, okay, I'm going. I'm coming to your word right now, yeah. and uh, and and I'm I'm open. Yeah. In fact, that's one of my the prayers that I pray ahead of time. The Holy Spirit keep make me open. Yeah. That I might hear your word of truth for me today and see how, see what that means for my life today. Yeah. How about yeah, you? You're well, like, so for me, I mean, I, and I mentioned this in the message. My 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 go to sort of slowing down thing is to get outside. I mean, to me, yeah. it's it's getting outside. I have a spot in my home that is kind of like my my prayer chair uh it's in yeah. my office i don't sit in that chair typically unless your I'm, seat of theology yeah, yeah unless i'm unless i'm 
really in a, in a moment of prayer or I'm really in a devotional time with, with Scripture, mm-hmm. um, I have that. But the thing that I go to most regularly is just getting outside. Yeah. And and uh, it could be in my neighborhood. Um, you know, we have uh, – we have – we live in Polk County, which is like pocked with lakes and ponds. And in our neighborhood, there are quite a few of those. And, and so I'll go out and there's this little kind of peninsula inlet in the middle of one of them. And we can kind of get to it. And there's some benches. I'll go out there during my sabbatical. I went out there quite often. And then, and then here, and I mentioned it in, in the message on Sunday, I, I sit on the steps of, of FPC. Uh, I I try to do it at least once a week and just sanctuary steps. Yeah. The sanctuary steps and sit on the benches out there um, or, or in the, and you mentioned the prayer garden, but there's also the butterfly garden with the with the fountains and just sit there and and be in a state of meditation which is at some point we can talk about the difference between just prayer and meditative you know kind of sitting yeah. I, I c.s lewis talked about the high he believed the highest form of prayer is prayer with no words and yeah. it, it's very difficult that's your contemplatio and on lectio divina exactly. final stage you've gone beyond the words at that point yeah. you're just sitting there with the with the with yeah. the eternal lover of your soul. Which is extremely difficult to do because we are so bombarded internally with messages. And and for me, it's the idea of I, I, I don't take my phone to those places. Yeah. Uh, I try not to walk with my phone. I, have my, I still have my watch, and it will still ding me on occasion. But – but really, to just turn that "do not disturb" on for for fifteen minutes, even sometimes it's uh, that that's that's a, a regular part. I, of, I will say of this, Zach. That, that you said that in the sermon, as you were saying that in the sermon, I was thinking. Look, I've known you for a long time, mm-hmm. years, years, mm-hmm. probably a decade or so. I've I've known you. Mm-hmm. And I've served with you here in this church for a couple of years now, and I didn't know that about about you. And I love that yeah. that that is true about yeah. you. That you find spaces, and that that you out being out in nature is a is it's a place where your soul, Zach McGowan. And soul yeah. gets replenished as he spends time with his Lord. Well, and deal with the, some of the stresses too, you know. And and uh, I think the the beauty when I in my former church, I, you know, there were there were spots that I would go to outside of the the building. And what I one of the encouragements I have with people, and I know that not everyone's job. I know we are in a very unique position you and i being pastors and and our part of our calling is to be spiritually connected right so part of our if we're not doing that work then we're not doing our job well right not and i know that that's not the case for most people most people their bosses and their the people that they answer to and 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 our supervisors for could care less right um i think that's changing i think that's shifting a lot of a lot of businesses are understanding they won't they're not using it from a Christian context, but they're shifting in this more holistic, uh, more holistic approach, approach which is good. I think is a good, especially for Christians. But the encouragement for people just to say, "Hey, I'm going to take whatever time I do have in the middle yeah. of the day to do that." Is there a time that that you find to be the most effective for you? Mornings. You're yeah. first. Early, you, are you a fir- your yeah. first? Yeah. Not, feet hit feet hit the ground, yeah. and you know I'm I'm. I'm, I'm. Seal and I are very opposite with this. My yeah. wife Seal and I are very opposite with it. I'm. My feet hit the ground. I'm like a kid going out on a middle school basketball game. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, coach. Boy, let's go. And so I'm ready to go. So I'm. I'm. I. My feet hit the ground, and I'm over in my in, in my chair or on my couch. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I'm in it. Yeah. Not me. Uh, not 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 for and that. And that's early I, in the morning, by the way. It's dark outside. So. Yeah. I, now I do pray early in the morning, but it those are very specific 
prayers. Like we're you know we're doing this prayer vigil here at the church with all the events in the Ukraine, and and my time is early in the morning. But that's because I know I can focus on that. Yeah, I can't if I start to do the you know the the contemplation, I'm I'm falling back asleep. There's, <laughs> if I'm trying to, so for me it's the middle of the day. I mean I I really try to take some time. Uh, either just before lunch or just after lunch and just like, you know, at least once a week to do that. Um, just take that time. But uh, I will say that I, I I said it in sermon. I don't normally do this, but I said it in sermon. So I thought I'd try it. And so I think yesterday and today um, I spent time in prayer before I got the little the little moments, the little window, little solitudes. I spent time before once I was awake and before I got out of bed. Oh wow! So they just spent some time right now. Yeah. So that was that was more that was more prayer time. It was certainly wasn't Bible study then, yeah. but uh, it was prayer time, and that was nice. It was a nice change for me. Yeah. And changing it up, by the way, from time to time. Sometimes I I, I will do these yeah. things on a regular basis, and then they will begin to feel wrote wrote predictable yeah. which is good normal outcomes which, yeah. Is, yeah, which is good but then you know you want to change it up to give some freshness are, into are, the experience I mean, you mentioned a practice today and yesterday that are there, are there other things that you have tried and you're like well that's a that's a good rhythm to have once in a while but that's not yeah. part of your reg- are there other yeah. things like that well there are some there are some uh um uh, there are some. First off, going outside and, and being yeah. out in nature, being on our on our uh, on our back porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something new, since, especially since we've had it redone mm-hmm. uh, back porch. So we're uh, blistered by the sun. We can sit there <laughs> when it's raining and all. Uh, but that's that's newer, but it's nice. We in Dunedin, our house before we had a pool out back mm-hmm. with a little waterfall coming out. Yeah. And so to sit out on the back porch with that, with the sound of the water, was magical. I mean, it was yeah. really it was a really special time like that. So I I have added those things. Uh, I mentioned the uh, retreats, going mm-hmm. on some retreats from time to time. I mentioned silent retreats in particular, and those have been tremendously, uh, <laughs> tremendously beneficial because it literally was me and a Bible and a, and a, yeah. and a journal Oof. and nothing else. Yeah. I have not been brave enough to do silent retreat. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I can't. Now I do, I, I, you know, my, my, um, my father-in-law was a pastor and he had a, a very really interesting, and I haven't mentioned this in a message yet, but I, I, it will probably come up in a message at some point in the series. Uh, his, he had a rhythm of a, a weekly uh, his, his daily rhythm, his weekly rhythm, and then a quarterly rhythm. Mm. Like he had, you know, a period of time he set every day um, that he set aside. It was typically an hour a day. And then once a week, he'd set aside an entire unit. So a four hour window in a day wow. that, that was a that was a, a retreat time, four hours. Wow. Wow, and then like that. that was every week. And uh, it sometimes it fell on his day off and sometimes it didn't just depending on what was the stress. And then he also had. Uh, uh, I, I want to say I can't remember the exact time, but uh, about a three a th- a, he do like a three day retreat once a quarter, a two to three day retreat once a quarter, also just good. him. Yeah, and he called it his thing. I mean, he put it on his calendar. It was think, study, pray time. That was his, and that would be. Do you he, do any of those? Uh, I was. I have done that in the past. Uh, my my rhythm when I was when I first got here was a lot closer to that than um, it has been more recently and the doctoral studies really kind of put a hindrance on some of that time now some of that time I built in because of my doctoral studies but it, it changed I couldn't break away as much but I uh, I mentioned this in the message and and you pointed out I was a lot of pre-pandemic but yeah, I would even say pre uh, doctoral projects yeah, yeah. time yeah, which was roughly together. the same time yeah. uh, I'd go a 
way um, I would take one work day every quarter and just go someplace. Yeah. And uh, usually um, it would be to plan out the next – it would be two twofold. Part of it would just be a retreat time, just me and, and the Bible and prayer. And then other times it would be uh, – and then another part of that day would be, okay, I've, I've had this morning, me and Jesus – uh, now I'm going to take that refreshment and put it into planning the next Bible nice. lesson or fleshing out something with a message or, you know, kind of marking things out. I find those to be really important for that purpose. So, so folks, as you're listening to this message right now, what you're actually hearing is uh, Pastor Zach and, and me <laughs> working out the next phase of our spiritual practices <laughs> right. and some of the things we're going to get back to that Absolutely. we've uh, gotten away from Absolutely. And, uh, and that we we really miss. By the way, that that you know, in the church we like to put names to everything that mm-hmm. we that we do. And the, the name of the thing that you were talking about with your father-in-law, the name that was given out of the ancient church, the, mon- the monastic movement called that the rule, yeah. R-U-L-E, rule of life. Yeah. And so one interesting on that is that one of my goals for the first six months of this year, sometime in the first six months of this year, is to um, is to re-examine my personal rule of life, mm-hmm. what disciplines I'm going to go through daily, weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. quarterly, annually, lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. all those the levels of of practice, what different types of practices from Bible reading to fasting to prayer, all you know, what's going to make up the mix of my of my spiritual practices? We're we're both in that kind of camp right now. I think we're I think this we're again at a hopeful place where the we're looking at a, a new era of this pandemic season. Hopefully, kind of maybe closing that chapter a little bit. I'm getting done with my doctorate, so I'm looking forward to what life looks like and getting some of those practices back as well. So, I, I think. We're we're talking through this series, this slowing down series, but we're so for people to know, we're trying to practice what we're preaching a little bit here as well too. So, which is I think sometimes people question: do does the pastor do this too? Yeah, we, we and this do. series lends itself more for that. To, you can sort of think because there, there's we both you and I both did the same thing. There's some very practical parts yeah. of this hanging off of each of these messages that we have. So, are we doing these things? So. We're working on it. And this week, we there was really two things that we were looking at. One was the the pattern of Jesus' life in ministry, mm-hmm. and there was the the you know one of the overarching kind of psalms that speaks to this in Psalm forty six. So as you're looking, you were, you know we were really looking at, at Luke five. I went back and looked a little bit further back at mm-hmm. Luke four and some of those surrounding passages, and then later in Luke five. But as you're looking at the pattern of Jesus' ministry with the withdrawing and the pulling back to pray what was it that really like just jumped off the page at yeah. you with that yeah for me and i and i listed a number of those places where jesus was busy 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 doing something or engage in something deep and mm-hmm. you know like like the fasting and, and prayer and the and the temptation by in the wilderness and for the 40 days and then and then the feeding of the five thousand, all the amazing things that had to been happening had happened there. The demands of the crowd, so uh, that felt very modern, by the way. Just to just mm-hmm. the just the the busy, busy, busy life is demanding type of thing, and that that he intentionally pulled back. It was the contrast between the busyness and the silence yeah. that stood out to me. And I wanted to find a way to make sure that that came out because it was a it was a repeated pattern. Yeah, and it was in in the classic service what was interesting is I didn't touch on all of those things in the message because it was built into the liturgy of the service in one of the portions that Rebecca was 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 talking through and that the people were uh, affirming. Mm-hmm. They talked through some of the, yeah. the feeding of the 5000, the choosing of the disciples. So I knew that that was in the background of the 
whole message. So for me, the thing I was what Jesus was actually stopping, and you mentioned it too. He didn't heal everybody. So yeah. at that, those moments when Jesus is pulling back to the quiet and desolate and lonely places to pray, he's and this goes back to what I preached on last week in Vine. He's saying no to healing that next person or preaching that next yeah. message. And that, I just that think good, good man, thing. Yeah, there he's on the table. He walks away from it. And even as I was preaching it, it really hit me the third time through, because again, classic, you preach it publicly three times. Yeah. How ridiculous it would seem to anybody in a church setting to say, you know what, we're going to, as a body, we're going to shut everything down. We're not going to help anybody. We're not going to preach the gospel. We're not going to teach anything for the next week. Nothing. Just so that we can all be with the Lord. If we're the body of Christ... That's kind of the example. It was very. I was I, I, even as I was preaching, and I thought, well, what would we do if we all did it at one time, like just for a week? And and uh, Jesus I mean, be, said it, it would I'm have not. some of the eyebrow raising and concerns yeah. and, and questions that that in corporate America, all the all these Christian run you know, people who run these companies are Christians, and yeah. and for for the re- Sabbath reasons, they actually shut their businesses down yeah. on Sundays. Yeah, Chick Fil A is the most famous. Of, yeah, of we all, didn't but, talk. Uh, neither one of us, but I know that it was in the back of my head, thinking, yeah. oh, "I'm gonna slip this in," yeah, but I yeah. didn't slip it in. This, yeah. The, the, the but Kathy the, but family. People yeah. get, people get, you know, they get upset. Yeah. I want my chicken on on Sundays, and, yeah. and and yet they say, "No, take care." The thing is, take care of your families. Yeah. today. And your souls, too. I mean, so that people can go to church and they can gather, exactly. which we're going to talk about worship and gathering in the next couple of weeks. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, to me, I just started thinking, it's one thing to say what Jesus did in those times of quiet, which I think it was great. I, you really uh, you know, focused in on the prayer time mm-hmm. piece, and I focused more on the withdrawing, the, the physically getting away piece. In order to reconnect with the Father so that the yeah. mission itself is, is, is clear focused, and focused, yeah. yeah. But the, I, I, to me, it's just so shocking what Jesus did not – what he made a statement to say, okay, what I'm doing now to reconnect with the, the Father, Heavenly Father, to, to get through all – is more right. important than healing that next person and, and, and preaching that, that sermon that time because he knows on the other side he's, the, the people are going to be there. And I loved what you did, and I wonder if you kind of unpack it. And, I, and this was one of those cutting room floor sort of things is you, know, you did talk about the importance that – Jesus, from a Trinitarian standpoint, hmm. had with reconnecting with the Heavenly Father, and I, yeah. I thought about going there. I was like, "Oh man, that's a lot." But so you did a very good job of uh, succinctly, without going down the rabbit hole of yeah. he's God, but he's talking to God. What does that look like? But so talk about that for well, a second. Yeah, that started with the uh, was 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 Jesus just was it just that he was tired? Is yeah, that, is that yeah. what it is? That, that all, mm-hmm. he just had his, was it just his physical body needed the replenishment of solitude and silence, and and when I went back and looked at all those different places, what did it, what was he doing? He 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 withdrew to a solitary place. He went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He went to these different places. What was he doing there? He was praying. Mm-hmm. So if there was some need of, of physical replenishment, it came through the the. Um, so this is the, the the move here. It came through the connection with the Father in prayer. So so okay. So it's it's about the prayer. Let, let, let me back that up and mm-hmm. say what is that? Mm-hmm. And that's when that came out. So in 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 the in the eternal scheme of things, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit have eternally existed, co-eternal, co-equal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mutual indwelling, the perichoretic dance as we talk about in the uh, in the in, in theology, is that that it's that mutual indwelling, other affirming, giving interrelationship between the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit that has been there for all of eternity. Yeah, and then he takes on something that he was not before, becomes flesh and blood, and now he has the 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 finitude mm-hmm. the, the the of of human flesh. Yeah. You know, and this is something that when you when you affirm fully human and fully divine, you you have to fully affirm the humanity. Which, which you means did. You did talk about the need, the physical need. He you talked need about for sleeping, sleeping and eating and, and all that too. Yeah. yeah. And so when you do that, you realize that there is a physical need to that. So out of that, out of some something, some need that that was there, there the source of that though was not just food and it was not just sleep. Mm-hmm. The source of that ultimately was to connect with the to to reconnect with the Father in these moments of solitude yeah. and out of that he comes back and hits it again the next day so he does he may not have healed everybody in that in that moment but he comes back and does more healing and he does more teaching so, so it's not like he stopped doing it entirely it's just that his his healings were and his and his works were 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 context specific yeah. in order to communicate something in order to give a message to something so yeah but but yeah, for me that that was a getting the the trinitarian eternal connection was the 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 piece that he was gathering when he when he was um in those solitude and and even even this in the couple of days since I've preached this, I've thought I'm doing the same thing yeah when I'm going into my solitude, mm-hmm. I'm getting into that into that t- tying into the trinitarian life of of the father when i'm when I'm connecting and that is a game changer. It really is. I mean, you go in, you get that. If you can get your mind and your everything working like that, that's a game changer. That I'm we are invited I, into that oh, that man. relationship is. It, I think we do not as believers really because and, and we've talked we've used this term a lot. We are so transactional. Even when it comes to our faith, we forget that really the heart of our faith is not transactional, it's relational. And that that goes – that the fact that that this Trinitarian God, which is really hard for us to wrap our minds around, is not just saying we're – you know, we are – you know, or, or God is, you know, do you know, um, creating this or executing this plan of redemption for us? But He's doing that for us to invite us into We're in this, the middle of it. This relationship, which is, which has been, you know, it has always been and always existed. That's amazing, and that really is a game changer mentally and emotionally and spiritually. It just it, that that shift in thinking really does yeah. help us, I think, a lot, and causes, yeah. I think. A posture of wanting to slow down and just enjoy yeah. that. That's why that, that the Westminster Shorter Catechism begins. What's the what's our purpose? What's the chief end of man? It's to glorify God and enjoy Him forever and enjoy that relational status. And and that's why the slowing down is so important. So, so Zach, let me ask you this: um, We've had this is week two week of two, this yes, week two of this down. series. We had Ash Wednesday and then and plus uh, mm-hmm. two weeks of of Sundays. Already, and in, in we after week after week two, what's different about this series? What the 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 feel, the vibe, the impact of this series? What's different about this series that we're in than maybe other series, or maybe others? We know we we know we've got the Order Salutis coming up yeah. in the year, which is going to be much more deep and heady. <laughs> yeah, deep and heady. Doctrinal is what I was yeah. going to say, but yeah. yes, I think for me the the biggest shift is. You know, uh, quite often the application points that w- that that we preach and, and that are naturally t- 
to preach about or, or to preach into are do, 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 you know, do this, do that, you know, add this, add that. And really, this is the 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 application points are always a point of negation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not add this thing to your life. It's what are you taking away mm. in order to enjoy more? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder, I think we've both hit this fairly well. I, 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 I hope people have understood that the goal of this is not to put more to things on your spiritual to-do list, right. but really to open up our – find ways to open up their lives um, and in order to be filled up more, to, f- to be sustained more, to be lifted up yeah. more, to live into the full yeah. – uh, you even said it this past week. I know I said it last week at least, and I'm sure this week, that, that Jesus promises us this full and abundant life. But in the course of our life cycle, which you did a great job of actually going from you know a person in, in, in elementary school all the way through to late, <laughs> late retirement, the 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 cycle of our life which i talk about as a cycle of production and consumption in, in america is not to enjoy things it's to be in this constant state of produce consume produce consume mm-hmm. produce consume and that even affects our families but the way we change that perspective is the the idea of pulling back and slowing down to give us a sense of gratitude to give wow. us a sense of yeah. of of uh, that we're not that God is not leaving us alone. That God is sustaining. That's why I like that Psalm forty six so much, and I think that it was a, a really great idea to pair that with the pattern of Jesus. Because in the prayer, uh, the prayers of Jesus, the at the at the least, what we know he was doing in his prayer is being still and knowing yeah. the Father. Yeah. Now knowing being beyond just head knowledge. Um, so I think that that's been the biggest change in, or this is what makes this series unique. And I hope it's people are getting that. That, that I hope so too. That they, yeah. they're coming. Well, what about I, you? I mean, I think, of it, that. I think of it as a, uh, and as you were saying it, I kind of crystallized into the into the, the 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 phrase, and we've talked about it before. But it's the difference between the doing and the being. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times, and, and there's a lot of times that the text itself will lend to there's some things that we ought to be ought doing. To do. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Appro- an appropriate application of a and faithful application of a text. There's a lot, a lot of times that it's about doing, but this isn't about that. This yeah. is about being, and you said it a minute ago, being in the presence of mm-hmm. the eternal lover of your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in the in the, in the word that is nourishing your your soul and informing your your life and just being present uh, to that, um, and it's it, it does take me back to the one I talked about this two weeks ago. Just it takes me back to those moments when you're falling in love. You know, yeah. there there is a different quality about that, and that's actually. That's a different type of sermon there because, you know, this is not your – this is the doctrine of justification. This is what Luther yeah. was going through. This is why it changed the, the history of the of the church. It's not that sermon. Yeah. You know, it, it, or it's not the sermon about the, 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 the gospel that led to the forgiveness of sins for the wayward sons of, of this world. Mm-hmm. Those are great sermons. Yeah. This is the one saying, no, there's a God who loves you. And, and, and when you get to sit in his presence and when you get to fully – and encounter him in those yeah. in those moments as you're sitting on the front steps of the church, as you're sitting on your couch in your in your uh, in your home study or where wherever that is. When you get to fully encounter him, it's a it really is a game changer. Yeah, it 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 shapes our lives. Yeah, it affects our lives. 
and and then again when we we are better suited to go back into the doing part of our lives which is not unimportant we've talked about this and it's it's because we're not i think what we're not advocating for is the other the pendulum swing of the we're asking everybody to become you know monks in their homes uh, you know 24 7 365 but once in a while to be a monk, you know, so that when you go back <laughs> yeah, into your yeah. you go back to your your job and your family and your education or whatever, you're more filled up. Yeah. You, you approach it with a greater sense of joy. And, 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 and we cr- both hit Christian on it. it th- that is I mean, you, you must have said stop six times in there. Yeah. And, and every time you said it, I thought that's what the word Sabbath means. Yeah, it does. It the word Sabbath means stop, stop yeah. cease, yeah. cease doing something. Yeah. But it's such a that is such a countercultural message. Yeah. I mean, we we. we in some ways, we were a couple of revolutionaries here preaching preaching message that is so countercultural. Because what does our culture say? Do 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 yeah. do. Every time I've talked to someone about something, and I said it, people, a lot of people have difficulty with they this. Do. Uh, every time I've talked to them about it, I said, "When am I going to do that?" And I love how you said, what, what, however you said that, it's like. Basically, it was don't try and outdo Jesus. If Jesus could take time to stop, <laughs> yeah. I think his mission is a bit. And that's that, you know that's my own arrogance that I feel like. I mean, I feel like that's yeah, my arrogance, own arrogance. You tie that to it's arrogance, my own yeah. arrogance that says I got only have time time for this. Wait yeah. a minute, yeah. uh, you know, we're God has given us a tremendous calling. God has given everybody in in the room that we're preaching to tremendous callings wherever that is. But it is not fundamentally more important. Than Jesus calling. Yeah. I mean, it's just not more important than that. And if Jesus could say no to the the, the next paralytic that needed, you know, say I got to stop, I've got to withdraw. If he could withdraw from, from those places to spend time in the presence of his heavenly Father, what what business do we have saying? No, nah, I don't need yeah. that. I don't need that. Yeah. Um, and, and and for that matter, well, give it a try. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you try and see it? Because it's, it's an amazing thing that I've discovered is that when I pull, when I actually do that, the world goes on it, just fine, just fine. And I, apparently, I didn't need to be in control of the world that day, yeah. or those four hours, like your father-in-law, yeah. or whatever, whatever period of time, that mm-hmm. the world would go on just just fine. And I'm better back in the world. To your point yeah. earlier, I'm better back in the world when I have when my soul is not is not running on on fumes. Yeah, you know that I've actually got I've got spiritual you know gas in my tank. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm much better. So hey, give it a try. Yeah. I mean, and we could we could continue to talk about this for a I long know, time I because I, because I do think it's so counterculture. I think it's something that everybody, including us, I think from time to time we probably struggle with with the saying no and the pulling back and the stopping and having those Sabbath moments. But we know well enough that that if we don't, then then we're we're going to burn. That's why I think I think pastoral call, you know pastoral vocation the one of the highest rate of burnouts, and I think it's primarily because. People, even pastors, don't feel like they can take time away. They don't feel like they can say no. They don't feel like they can take their Sabbath. And so they burn the candle at both ends and in the middle, and then they quit. And sometimes congregations put that on them. Thankfully, I feel like FPC Lakeland, at least as long as I've been here, has never been a congregation that doesn't understand, at least from the pastoral standpoint, for us to take time away. And I really pray – that everybody else in the congregation understands that for themselves too. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. just now. That that we we get that here. We we are living that here. We're doing our best to live that mm-hmm. that here, striving. And I think this series will even light that fire for for us as well. 
but our heart really yeah. is for the congregation members themselves who are the homemakers and the teachers and the and the business executives and the retirees and the students and all the range of people that are out there that no matter what what the particulars are of our of our lives that we will we will shape it and carve out those spaces to to do what we were talking about in this this Sunday and you know which the slowing down piece in general slow down and attend to our spiritual lives it's so critically important and this week uh, Pastor John you're continuing the series in Vine yep. once again yep. Pastor Rebecca is in the classic service uh, this is a communion Sunday coming up yeah, so for folks prepare your hearts and minds to share the Lord's table and uh, we'll be continuing the series for the next few weeks as we go through the series of Lent uh, this week where are y'all headed this week if you uh, can remember <laughs> uh, yeah good question gathering I think it is We're yeah gathering, gathering yeah, together it, yeah. gathering that's together it. gathering together well it's going to be a, a great Sunday and again if anyone has missed any one of our uh, sermons in this series or the previous series on parables encourage you to go to our website fpclakeland.org under the worship tab and then there's a sermon archive page you can see full services classic and vine or just uh, go to the messages as well um, if you missed one of those or if you just need to repeat it um, because these are these are uh, countercultural ideas Ideas that we're that we're talking about, um, but that have been talked about for generations. Uh, still, we got to get that message. Uh, make sure you check out the website for that. And if you've missed any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, uh, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Be sure to hit subscribe, like us, share it with your friends. It will do you good, I think, yeah. um, especially as you. We all need to hear this message yeah, more absolutely. and more. John, thank you once again. Hey, for thanks for being in. here, everybody listening be sure and give a good shout out to zach mcgowan on these podcasts for armchair preaching because he is doing a fantastic job and a good service for the kingdom thank you so much john and we will see you guys all next time